I'm Ron Algarwat, and this is More Bits. The following is a chat I had with my friend Ed Casey back in October of 2011. We're not so different, Ed and I. We deal with a lot of the same mental issues in our everyday lives. I would expect to hear more of him on this show in the coming months. This particular talk was on the topic of, for lack of a better phrase, not being an asshole. Okay, so uh, a few weeks ago I did this sort of um, extra bonus episode where I had a semi-serious discussion with the person, and I I thought that went okay, so um, I called up Ed and uh, decided to give this a try again. Ed, you, um, you've got this project going that I'm kind of fascinated by, and I want to I talk to you about that. Well, I guess... Sure. Yeah. I guess I should let you say hello first. I guess it's sort of protocol. Hello. Yeah. I don't know how to now, do these. Now that's the out of the way. <laughs> I, I'm always like, okay, Matt's got to say something. Okay, wait, no, Matt's not here. Right, right, right. So I'm still adjusting to the to the dynamic of the, the one man show. I'm sure you'll just drop a cackle in later, right? Just sort of as a, a little a little sound drop from time to time. Uh, in the in the house mix, it'll be in there. It's so, delightful. Uh, delightful. That's a that's the if you're under thirty, you're not going to know what a house mix is. No, so, I think right. I think the kids are calling it just auto tune. I think it's, it's sort of the modern equivalent. I would love to auto-tune Matt's cackle. I think that would be delightful. Oh, my God. It would get, like, a gajillion. You could, you could sell it. Yeah, exactly, on a casingle. <laughs> Just take it back again. Um, okay. No, seriously. I, this interview's I, over. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be so exactly. much editing for you in this, I swear to God. <laughs> nah. I, I don't know exactly how to define what I'm, what I'm going after here. There's a, there's a, there's a certain vibe that you're, you're doing. Sure. You're trying to create that I'm really fascinated by, and I, I kind of want to discuss that. You, you get this postcard thing going. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us about that? So it started, unsurprisingly, in a bar. Not true. It started at a bookstore. Um, the origin of the postcard project is this. I was at a bookstore um, in San Francisco and picking up a book and a couple of things. I don't know, maybe a magazine. Who keeps track? Uh, and they had postcards. Uh, next to the register. So I grabbed like three of them. I figured I'd send one to my dad. It was like his favorite bookstore. So I'll send mm-hmm. one to him and a couple extras in case I misspell his name or something, I guess. Um, and so I went and I went across the street, got myself a pint, sat down, wrote him a postcard. And then I just put a thing out on Twitter that was like, hey, I got a couple postcards and no one to send them to. Somebody give me their address. Uh, and a few people did. And on one of them, uh, I wrote just, you know, along with normal postcard greetings, which, you know, it, I think they're shorter than a tweet because i write really big yeah um you know i said hi from san francisco um i hope you're awesome today you should high five a stranger and then you know send it off right and that sort of like stuck in my head and and i was like you know you know sort of cool like hey maybe someone's gonna get high fived and then that'll be awesome for them and so i sort of launched it from there and just put a thing up on uh bart don't lie um my goofy little website right and um encouraged people to give me their addresses and I would send them postcards. And in each one, I included some sort of a, uh, I don't know, I call them orders or missions, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, buy coffee for the first person behind you in line. Well, Um, yeah, the the thing that really, um, keeps them all together. I mean, the, the one unifying theme is that you're doing something nice for somebody for typically a stranger. It sounds like. Yeah. And it's not necessarily even like something nice. I mean, I don't know if I would consider giving a stranger a high five, something nice. Um, the sort of something to make their day, something yeah. to, to you know make them notice, make them wake up from the f- the perpetual fog of misery we all live in, and say, "Oh, sure, yeah." So the idea is to sort of inject something into you know, right. I don't know, into someone's life that's maybe a little unexpected and makes theoretically their day a little bit more awesome. Right. Um, 
And so that's sort of where I was coming from with it. And I, uh, I have a little notebook that I keep where when I think of new, you know, orders and missions, um, I jot them down. And yeah, it's just sort of the idea of like, I don't know, making something, you know, a little more rad for somebody else. See, I get that and I really appreciate it. And it's something that I don't think enough people do, first of all, but I also think it's something that's hard to talk about. And that's why I'm having trouble sort of starting this conversation is because it, it's so easy for guys, well, especially guys like us. I mean, guys, sure. you know, guys in their thirties, guys, you know, you, you, we communicate through negativity. We communicate through busting each other's balls and all right. that. I mean, that's, you know, ruggedly handsome guys who, you know, have a, well, yeah. have a lot of online outlets for their, for their cynicism. Right. Exactly. Guys well, who, guys who grew up in old media and now have been given this new forum to, uh, to just nakedly say whatever you want to whoever you want anytime. Sure. It's just, you know, it's not like we've been raised on this. We don't know how to act. So we're a little, you know, a little worse than other people, I think. But um, <laughs> oh, we're so much worse than other people. <laughs> but no, there's a there's a there's a type of guy I'm talking about, and and I I can see you know we're not so different, you and I. But mm-hmm. I can see like the the way I was trying to explain it to you was Toby Ziegler. There's a mm-hmm. character on Aaron Sorkin's The West Wing who's this sort of crotchety. I don't crotchety's maybe not it. He's not quite old enough for crotchety, but crabby. Yeah, Prickly. old dude. Yeah. And he seems so cynical and so hateful and so everything, but there's, it's, it's sort of the, the hooker with the heart of gold. He's sort of the, you know, like he's really trying to change people's lives and really trying to, you know, he really cares about big, important things. And I just, I really admire that kind of a person and I kind of want to be that kind of a person and I see you mm-hmm. doing it mm-hmm. and it just feels like something, I don't know, it feels like something more, more people should be doing me and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, that's flattering and giving me entirely too much credit. Um, I think the hardest thing about it is whenever I try and talk about it or whenever I tell somebody um, what I'm doing, their first reaction is like, oh, so it's like a pay it forward thing. And I'm yeah. like, eh, not really. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't see it as any sort of like, you know, like organized thing where Haley Joel Osment gets stabbed at the end. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks. Alert. Um, I actually I don't haven't know. seen I it. Just, I just, I, I literally just want like one person's day to be a little bit better, you know? Yeah, and see, the thing is, I I totally see that. I totally appreciate that. I admire mm-hmm. that. But on the other hand, saying that, you like, I, I feel almost embarrassed for you saying what you just said. Oh, it's so, like, ridiculously fucking hippy-dippy. Like, yeah. I just, I, I yeah, I want I to punch I d- myself in the patchouli just, like, <laughs> hearing myself say shit like that. Yeah, and I, d- I don't mean that as an insult at all. I'm glad you didn't take it that way because it's... Uh, I, I admire it, but I couldn't do that. Like, I couldn't tell people, I'm trying to make people's lives better. Ugh. I know. I don't know how to say things like that. I don't know how to... And that's what I mean. Like, so it's, it seems to be mostly guys, but I know some chicks like this, too. Just very, mm-hmm. I don't know, very unexpressive, very... Mm-hmm. It's easier to be negative than to be positive, and it's, you know, it's hard. Oh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an emotional cripple. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have oftentimes described myself as, like, emotionally retarded, in which, like... You know, I won't I won't cry at funerals, but then I'll watch, you know, like Field of Dreams or something and just weep like a school bit, you know, like like a bitch with a skinned knee. It's yeah, just, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm sure we could get into an entire like side conversation about the, uh, you know, emotionally stunted nature of this entire generation. That's <laughs> probably for people smarter than us and with psychology degrees to talk about. Well, right. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just there's something like, OK, here's a, here's a good example. You. um Made me aware of uh, Zay Frank, 
who, yep. uh, if you guys don't know, is a, is a. I don't even know how you describe him. Like he's an online presence. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I to, to call him, I think an internet personality is like selling him short. You know? Yeah, he, it's he's like a luminary. He's like a yeah. like. He's he's really got his finger on the pulse of what the internet's all about, and he's just mm-hmm. doing like he did a. The thing you made me aware of was this uh, video blog he did for a year. Every day he'd get mm-hmm. on for five or ten minutes and talk about current events or whatever, and and he'd get a little angry. He'd get a little you know sort of Daily Show like uh, he pissed off at Bush and so mm-hmm. forth. But there was also this incredible force of positivity where he formed this community of people who were participating, and and there was a lot of that. What I'm talking about. There's a lot mm-hmm. of that. Let's use the internet, not not an, again, not in a cheesy hippie way. Like you know, yeah, man, let's let's change the world. No, it's actually real. Yeah, <laughs> actually making some change. But yeah. I, I get the feeling that a lot of people who watched the show, as he called it, and and mm-hmm. participated in his, in, you know, in his stuff, their lives were made a little bit better. Like he was mm-hmm. very good at that. And. Mm-hmm. You're good for those. Every now and then you'll throw me something and it's like, wow, this isn't <laughs> this isn't the usual hateful, you know, fuck you, George Lucas, or fuck you this, or right. fuck you that, or goddamn you, Marvel Comics, or whatever. There's actually some some thought and some some sentiment in here. And I, you know, I like that. I like, I like that you, <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this again without sounding insulting, but I like that you can put aside that emotional pride or whatever. And say, you know what? I like this kind of stuff. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like uh, you know a hippie here for a couple minutes, and, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Right. Um, I think yeah, I think Zay Frank is a great example because he he did a couple of things, um, you know that that I really enjoyed. I mean, like you said, he gathered this huge community of people who did, you know, some pretty impressive things. A lot um, of audience participation. A lot, a lot of, of and a lot of taking stuff, you know, like, uh, um, you know, off of the internet and like actually out into the world. You know. Yeah. Um, and a lot Which of huge I, collaborative effort stuff. Like yeah, of, I mean, like make make a sandwich out of the world where they yeah. got two people at complete <laughs> opposite points uh, uh, on the planet Earth by latitude and longitude, and put down two pe- you know a piece of bread See, that's, each. That's funny like, conceptually, but that's also getting people involved. That's, that's yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Like that's I don't know. That's that's what I like, and so that's um, you know I think that's sort of the other the other aspect. Um, of, of what I've sort of been chasing and I don't know what it is either. So that's why, yeah. you know, for as much as you struggle, uh, to, to talk about it or, or to grasp, but I don't know what it is either. Well, the thing is, um, I, I think I have a decent enough vocabulary that I could actually say it. I just feel sure. ashamed and embarrassed to say it. And that's, <laughs> that's why I wanted to have this conversation exactly for that reason. Cause it makes me uncomfortable and it shouldn't. Yeah. 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 I know it's weird, right? That like that kind of just, just overt, like positivity makes yeah. us both cringe a little bit. Like that's kind of fucked up, but yeah. I guess, you know, that's the world we live in. So, well, and I was actually kind of reluctant to ask you to talk about this because I figured you'd say, "No, Jesus, no, I don't want, to, I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want people to hear me say this." Right, right, right. It's, it's something I don't know. I'm there's a, here's here's another example. This is something I, I'm I'm a yeah, I, I'm well on the record as being a big fan of the Beastie Boys. I know you're sure. familiar with their work as well. There's a, there's a period they made uh, they made their album Paul's Boutique where they're still doing. The sort of frat boy, you know, uh, I'm going to pop a cap in you and I'm going to fuck 50 bitches and so forth. And then the next album they put out was uh, Check Your Head. And suddenly they had this positive message. And I am just fascinated. I don't know what happened in that three-year period, but I really want to know. Yeah. What turned them around where they were still making awesome music, but now Mm -hmm. it was all about let's get a positive message out. Like, what, what happened? Yeah, so, like, what happens? Like, did they find their own, like, you know, version of, of something like, you know, Zay Frank or, or one of these other people? Like, did they read a book? Did they find religion? Like, Right. You're right. That's totally fascinating. To, like, you wonder what the turning point is, you know? 
And there's other people like that too. There's other creative people who just you, you see with talent and and just incredible hatred and negativity, and suddenly they turn it around, and it's like this is you know this doesn't feel like selling out. This feels like they're actually happier people, and that's that's awesome. Yeah. Or or God forbid, you know, another dirty word, but like you know, growth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maturity or or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't always know how to like explain it or, or, or talk about it. But the way, the way I keep sort of referring to it in my head um, and in my sort of scratchy notes that mm-hmm. you'll find papered on the walls of my apartment when I eventually die here. <laughs> nice. um, I don't know. Like, I'm just restless, you know? And, like, I'm, I'm trying to find something, and I don't know what it is. Um, well, and... I mean, and without getting too, you know, too deep and too yeah. into subjects I'd really rather not get into. But, I mean, <laughs> are we trying to fill that, that void that other people successfully fill with, like, religion and stuff? I mean, is that, is that you know? Yeah, it could be some of that. I don't know. I just, I, um... Because, I mean, it seems like some people have that hole and they, you know, they cram God in there and it's okay. Sure, but sure, I, yeah. I, God fits and that's, yeah, you know, and that's their, their outlet for that thing and, um... And for me personally, I, I don't know what, what your situation is, but as, as an atheist, I may have mm. that God-shaped hole, but there's nothing to put in there. And it's a little, you know, I, I sometimes I'm jealous of people who are like, well, we got it all figured out. We know what, you know, we yeah. know what we're supposed to do. We know where we're going. We got our rules. We're, we're all set. Exactly. Like, we've got our rule book. We've got our yep. faith. Anything that, like, you know, seems wonky or doesn't fit into that, then yeah, we'll just have faith that it's going to, you know, figure itself out or that, you know, things are going to happen correctly. Um, no, I don't really have much of a spiritual life um yeah and i was curious so, about that without i mean it might not be something you wanted to talk about but i was curious mm-hmm. because i know uh, one of the things you're doing in addition to the postcards is putting notes in hotel bibles and i was wondering <laughs> why well, is that because you expect <laughs> people to open them or no i imagine most of the times they're found by uh you know a hotel maids rummaging for money hidden in the bible or something um i don't know where that <laughs> came from that was like I went through I went through a period where I was I traveled a little bit um, yeah. for work and various other things and it was it's like the one just it's the one ubiquitous thing that's in every hotel room you know is sure. is the Bible um, yeah and if you stay in a Marriott you also get a uh, Mormon Bible oh really that's yep. interesting I didn't know that yeah um, clearly I've not stayed in enough Marriotts um, so yeah I don't know I'm 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 fascinated with the idea of I guess you know, leaving, leaving something behind somewhere and like, maybe somebody will find it. You know, I'm the guy who like, well, if they see like a note on the ground, like I'll at least, I won't always pick it up because things on the ground are really dirty and who knows where they've been, but like, <laughs> right. I'll bend over and take a look at it, you know? And it's sometimes it's somebody's to-do list and sometimes it's, you know, like some kid's homework assignment. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm tickled by the idea that somewhere someday, you know, someone's going to, for whatever reason, flip open the Gideons and find some goofy little index card note that I left in there, you know, like a day ago, a week ago, or, or three years ago. Um, right. Yeah, and so, I don't know, it's just, it's it's putting something, I don't know, I don't want to say out into the world, because, again, like, God, right. I'm going to have to get some beads in my hair or something with it, if I keep this talk up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I'm... Well, back to the back to the like the you know the spirituality thing. It feels like sure. it feels like that's the, the the general you know like looking for meaning, sort of you know looking for some kind of purpose. I mean, not not to get too deep, but yeah. really that's what it kind of feels like. Yeah, I don't even know if it's I don't know if I'd even call it purpose. Um, yeah, it's I'm I'm at a loss for how exactly to explain it. I don't know. I just 
I think I, a lot of it comes from like I spend literally all day, um, most most of all day online uh, in some mm-hmm. some way or another. Um, so some of this. What's <laughs> so the reaction to that? Well, I think some of this, um, you know, the postcards and the and the and the leaving yeah. notes and everything else. It's like just I don't know. It's so much of my life is sort of digital and virtual. Um, mm-hmm. that, I don't know, like the idea of putting something actually like physical written down on on pen and paper. No, I can see that. I think there's definitely been like a, you know, in general, a backlash to uh, like a lot of people are writing handwritten notes again just because Mm -hmm. they want that tactile experience because they want the the extra thought that goes into actually writing something and mailing it. And, you know, that's kind of thing, because, you know, I mean, I've written some what seem like heartfelt emails that are total bullshit and it takes me 10 minutes. And, you know, whereas if I sat down to write a letter and I get a cramp my hand to write a three page letter, it's going to, you know, it's going to mean something. (laughs) I'm going to go through that effort, you know. For right. some uh, greater purpose. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> Very well. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I'm looking for something, and I don't know. I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's going to be like a, you know, an art versus pornography type conversation where I'll know it when I see it, or if I'm going to have some sort of like aha moment, and this is what I've been after all these years. I I don't know the answers to any of that um, well you you had mentioned to me that that the whole postcard thing started because you, you had you were having kind of a bad time you had some yeah some bad stuff yeah, yeah. go down and you're just like no nah, I, I need to turn this around i had um i had a pretty shitty year mm-hmm. from about the beginning of this year onward um just sort of personally and professionally um and there there came a time when i was having like just a pretty bad day mm-hmm. um I'm sitting there at my desk at work, and I, I forget what I, I forget where I put it. If it was Facebook or it was Twitter, or, you know, some yeah. umpteenth other social media outlet, um, just sort of jokingly like that. You know, this whole day has gone straight to shit. But I swear to God, if I had a sandwich, everything would be better. You know, it was around lunchtime, and I was just right. You know, whatever, dicking around. So a really good friend of mine, through channels that I'm yet to exactly track down, got in touch with somebody who got in touch with somebody uh, that I work with. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there at my desk, and like someone just literally drops a sandwich on my desk. Wow! Like, super out of nowhere, out of the blue, and it was just like this—I don't know. Like I'm not, you know, one to cry over roast beef or anything, but it was—I <laughs> don't know. It was—it was just a really simple act of, you know, yeah. I don't know, kindness, humanity, whatever. Um, well, and that's that's the thing. I think it seems like you're trying to create. It seems like because we, you know, so many yeah. of us are going through the motions and just doing the artificial. How are you? Yes. How was your weekend? You know, it's nice to yeah. to break out of that and do something genuinely thoughtful and not just what you're, you know, what you're mm-hmm. obligated to do to appear thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just. I just. I will say, if you sent me instructions to give someone a high five, I'd probably say no <laughs> well we know how you feel about human contact yeah exactly um, on the other hand if you told me to pay for someone else i'd totally do that that's yeah, just, you know yeah. I, m- money equals love that's what my parents taught me so. <laughs> well that's that's how we were raised i think that was reagan's uh campaign <laughs> stance. Could very well be. wow reagan i'm really old um <laughs> that's all right so am i you're older i think so that's fine yeah. um yeah i don't know there's just <sighs> i don't know, i feel like there's a bit of a like a like a fight club vibe there. You know what I mean? That, that basic, sort of. that basic vibe of we're looking to, you know, we're looking to experience something. We're looking for something to feel, you know, real, you know, that, that basic vibe of what drove those characters in that book to do all that stupid shit. Like that, right. that same basic, 
uh, now what? <laughs> that feeling. Yeah, and I mean, the fact is, like, there's there's just a lot of there's a lot of assholes and there's a lot of asshole behavior out there, um, and I've been incredibly guilty of it myself for. Well, and that's why know, that's what, what probably I probably the majority of my life, you know. And that's so what I specifically wanted to talk to you about you because you, I can see that in you know, I can see that in you and me. We're both the kind of people who want to be assholes, but want really hard not to be, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, uh, there came a time when um, I I discovered that I was being introduced to people um, with a disclaimer. You know, they said, "Hey, this mm. is Ed. Um, don't worry, you'll you'll probably like him eventually." You know, <laughs> and I used to think that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized it was sort of sad. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's, I've always been, you know, sort of sarcastic and funny and, and, and quick with the jab or the whatever else. And I don't know. I just, I feel like I can be better than that maybe. Yeah. No, I can, I can see that. I was, you know, I was always described, you know, I, uh, well, he complains a lot or, <laughs> you know, Somebody yeah. told me I've never seen you smile or laugh ever, and that was yeah. that was like an eye opener. Like, what really? I yeah. feel like I enjoy myself. I, is that not apparent to people? Yeah, like, that was that was a hard one. But no, I I definitely see what you mean. I don't know. For me, I had a similar thing to to what you're talking about, where you you know you had a a, a bad run, and you're like, I'm I want to try and make things a little better. Yeah, I had a thing where I I don't know. I don't want to get too you know too dark or mopey or whatever but when i sure when i first moved out here to seattle i didn't know anybody and it was, it was a little rough i had a hard time finding work and i took a job that i really didn't like and i, I just nothing was really going the way i wanted it to and i just i felt just fucking miserable and i had this idea and this was you know if if i were prone to drinking this would be like a three in the morning drunk idea but this mm-hmm. this was totally sober just because i was kind of depressed it was like i had this idea that i should make amends i guess like apologize to people that i wronged in some way like oh that's like step five you were yeah exactly except i wasn't except i wasn't <laughs> I, I wasn't doing any of the other steps because fuck the higher power and fuck you the, didn't even you know. admit that you had a problem yet. no i got no problem i just want to <laughs> make some amends no i don't know i just i had this weird i don't know where it came from i don't know what it was but there was a couple of things sort of weighing on me i felt a little mm-hmm. guilty about it. like i mm-hmm. you know I don't know. Maybe this is all. Maybe I'm miserable because I've I've been really horrible to people, and maybe mm-hmm. I should tell those people that I'm I feel bad for that. And I mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a weird moment, but I did it, and I felt better afterwards. And it was all about making me feel better, but I still feel like it. You know. Yeah, and I've gone back and forth with that because there's a couple of things um, that I I wonder if I should apologize to people for. You know, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes I sort of back off it because I'm not sure if it's Bringing it up will make it worse yeah, again. And, I don't yeah. know if I want to pick at that scab, you know, right. for for them. Um, right. You know, obviously, just because of the nature of my brain, like I'm picking at that scab in my own head every right. day. You right. Know? Um, and as somebody who was who was raised Catholic and is now a lapsed Catholic, I spend a lot of time punishing myself because that's right. just you know, that's just the built-in behavior. So, yeah, I totally understand that that um, you know desire to. But it seems like the same the same reflex, the same. My life is horrible. Maybe it's because I haven't, you know, like maybe it's because I've done something wrong. Maybe it's because I need to be a better person. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, even like I said, I'm I'm total atheist. I've never had religion in my life. I've never mm-hmm. really like it. Just it's never been there. It's just never been an entity. So it was strange for me to to have this sort of abstract idea that I need to. I don't know, like karma or something. I need to do something positive for positive things to happen. There's no 
logical basis to that, but I felt very strongly about it. Yeah. And it feels like that's kind of driving what you're doing in a sense, like by creating more positivity, you're hoping maybe somehow it'll, it'll help your life turn around a little bit. Yeah, maybe. And I'm also, I'm a, I'm a classic, uh, you know, overcompensator. Um, sure. In that you didn't have to agree with me so quickly, but that's (laughs) fine. Um, like when I'm having, like when I'm having my worst, my worst days, Mm -hmm. like when, when things just go poorly, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I'm so extra fucking nice, like, all day. Like, I'm, you know, I don't know. I just try and be friendlier, and I try and, like, I'm I'm more likely to reach in my pocket and, you know, give a bum a dollar or something. Just, I don't know. And I don't know if that's just me, like, trying to make myself feel better for, you know, like, shit that's gone wrong for me, or if I'm trying to, like, you know, seek out some sort of a balance or what it is. Um, well, but I, just... I, see, I see that pattern in myself where, like, when I'm having a really bad day and, like, I'm I'm just truly down, um, I'll just, I don't know, I'll just be extra, you know, just, and, you know, not major stuff. I mean, this is stuff that, like, people who are inherently good people probably do without thinking about. But I'm just talking about, like, you know, friendly to store clerks and, and genuinely trying to thank people and, you know, right. like, trying to, I don't know, like, have actual conversations on occasion and connections with people. Um no, I, I I definitely see what you're saying. I also, I've I've come to, and this might just be my fucked up moral like lack of moral compass, but I've come mm. to think, I've come to the conclusion that there are no inherently good people, and I don't <laughs> what I don't what I don't mean by that is I have no faith in humanity, and I think people sure. are awful. That's not what I mean. I think this vague feeling that you and I have, and people that I'm close with that I've had discussions like this with have, mm-hmm. that. I, not it really is everyone miserable most of the time and and just <laughs> nice occasionally i think most people are like that and i don't mean depressed i just mean the general the human condition is kind of bleak and kind of you know yeah kind of dark and and the whole thing is well so what do you do with that what do you you know once you know that then what yeah i think that's you, what you're reacting you, to yeah 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 so i guess it's just it's that it's that choice of you know do you just Except some people try and, to drown it out with a bunch of noise, it, or... or do you try and? I mean, I think what I'm trying to do sometimes is, you know, try and balance it out on the other side. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, it's, and there's, it's a bit of like I don't know, like a, maybe like a Buddhist thought there, just that everything is eventually going to die, so you might as well just you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like try to spread some positivity. And I I admire that kind of thinking. You know, it's that sure. It, it's not it's not an excuse to be depressed and, and bleak. I'm not saying that at all, but it is a fact of life that everything is moving inexorably toward decay and entropy and, and death. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just the way it works. And either you I can hear you. I, I can't tell you how many times I, you know, have used the phrase, Hey, listen, we're all dying, you know, well, yeah, <laughs> like more than I probably should. Um, but that's it, not an excuse for, to be miserable and to wallow. It's an excuse to say, you know what, this is a finite experience here. I should do mm-hmm. something with it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's a lot of people have you know uh, religion or whatever for that, and it's I think it's harder when you're sort of the rudderless ship of of you know not having that. To, to I don't find know. I, I think it's I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it hard. I mean, I don't want to get too deeply no. into religion or anything. But no, um, I'm only speaking for myself. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's if it's harder in that sense because you don't have like literally a written rule book. Um, I think you finding know. your own way is just inherently harder is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you can also sort of make up your own rules as you go along, you know, for better or worse, I guess. Yeah, but then you're accountable to those rules. Sure, absolutely. 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I have a, an idea of what a good person should be, and then I look at myself and say, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck no. Um, My commandments are try not to snap at someone. Try yeah. to, you know, it's the best I can do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess the best, the best I can do, the best I try to do, and I'm not good at it all the time. I'm probably not even good at it most of the time is, I don't know. I guess I just try and act as much, you know, like a human and acknowledge other people as the same, you know, as I can. Right. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying harder to be just a little bit more well, here's uh, a, here's aware. A, here's... I guess is the best way to say it. Here's another little, you know, pop cultural thing. I, I catch guys, guys like us, like I say, like, you know, sure. I, like I defined earlier, always quoting that line from Pulp Fiction. I'm, I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Like that's. Yeah. 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 Cause that's totally like, yes, mm-hmm. that whole speech he gives at the end there. Like, you know, I'm, I, something's different. I got to change. I got to make something, you know, I, I'm yeah. trying real hard to be the shepherd. It's just like. I hear people saying that out of hand every now and then, and I'm just wondering, like, well, you're, I bet you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting at my desk right now, and I'm looking at uh, an index card that I've had taped up um, mm-hmm. in some in some version um, next to my desk or where I live or somewhere else. And it's, uh, it's a thing from Merlin Mann, who you know I'm a huge fan yeah. of. Um, and it says, figure out who you are every day. Um, and I think that's really just, I don't know, I think that's what I'm doing. Um, and you know, maybe it sounds like you're doing the same thing as I just, I don't, I don't have like a golden ideal of what I'm aspiring to, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not saying like, I want to be, you know, just like, you know, whoever, um, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like who I am and, and what I'm going to do with that every single day. Um, and man, it's fucking exhausting sometimes, you know? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get to the end of the day and and you look at what you've done or haven't done. Um, you know, and sometimes you're looking back farther in the day. Some, you know, maybe you're looking back a week or you're looking back, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like sometimes I'll just have like these moments of like, holy shit, like is this, is this the person? Is this the man that I am? Um, and I don't always like the answer. But see, I think that's good. The fact that you you have the capability to self-reflect like that means you can recognize that and then change it. Yeah, if I can change it. But then what happens when I do it again in another week and I'm seeing the same shit, you know? That's where, that's, I don't know, that's where I get hung up. Um, yeah. I don't know. I No, I, I, I definitely hear you. And, and that guy in particular has had a lot of, I mean, that, that, that's another one you turned me on to that I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to you for, because more in a motivational sense, he's very much the, the ADD type the you know, Mm -hmm. the, the all over the place, a million projects at once, but he's always asked, how do you get things done? And he's got Mm -hmm. so many good things to say on that subject. He's so great at, well, you got to care about it. That's his number one thing. And that really was like, that that hit me hard in the chest. That knocked me mm. on my ass. Like, yes, so many people are like, and it's not like I've done any great thing. But every now and then, people will say, "Well, how have you done 120 podcasts? Why can't I do that?" Well, mm-hmm. probably because the phone rings and you say, "Oh, well, I better answer that," or I, you know, I'd rather have a social life, or I'd rather do that. You got to decide that it's important enough for you to devote the time to it. It's sure. you got to care about it. And if you don't care, then it's just a hobby, and you go do something else. 
Yeah. That's why you always see people start a blog and stop it after three weeks. Because it's just not... They're doing it because they think it would be fun, but then it's like, nah, yeah. I don't really care about this. Yeah. No, I've, I I have a handful of, of failed blogs. Oh, we all do. I mean, I'm not... blogs, whatever else. No, I know, yeah. And, and I think... And that's, you know, that's sort of been, in some ways, my strategy. And I think, you know, yours, in a sense, too, is that, you know, you do sometimes... 30 things, you know, until you find the one that sticks, you know, yeah. and so maybe you don't find out, because I don't know about you, well, I mean, you have, you know, made a lot more stuff than I have, but sometimes I don't know what I care about, um, and I don't know that I've found, you know, that thing yet. Right. So, you look for it every day, you know, and you look for it by doing stuff, I guess. Well, and that's and, the thing is I wrote, I, I you know, I wrote essays and I made a comic and I've, I've, I've tried a little bit of everything. And it's like, well, this is okay, but I just, I'm not really feeling it. And then I started doing the podcast and it's like, this is, this is it. This yep. is like, this is what I want to do. This is, I always wanted to be on the radio and I always liked, I did the morning announcements when I was a kid and I just, I've always really wanted to have a microphone in front of my face. And now mm-hmm. I know, but you got to try it. You got to do all that stuff until you find yeah. what fits. It's like that, um. Oh, God, you'll probably know this. Is it Stephen King who talked about, like, you know, writing the 10,000 bad words and getting those out of your system before you even, like... I think that, that sounds like him, thing? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, his so, yeah, book on I mean, writing is one of the best, one yeah. of the best ones on the subject, by the way. It's, but, it's, yeah. sitting, here, it's sitting here on my things of, that I'm really going to get around to reading any day now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, there's another thing, just, uh, just sort of a tangent real quick. Sure. That bugged me forever, and I think that's maybe not everyone can relate to that. But a lot of a lot of your ADD types, a lot of you know <laughs> guys like us, um, we're not so different. You and I. <laughs> we should start a club. We should get jackets made. Yeah, we and should. we'll get around to it later. I, I was going to say we should date, <laughs> but I guess that would be all right. Yeah, probably not so much. No, no I don't know. Um, a few years ago, I used to have all like my DVR would always be full of stuff I needed to watch. And I would just have these movies from Netflix just sitting here and I would have huge piles of books and comics and just all the time. And it felt like I got stressed out by my leisure activities. Like Mm -hmm. it felt like an obligation. It felt like this stuff I had to do. And then I stopped and I realized, wait a minute. I, why, why, why isn't this fun? This is what I'm supposed to do to relax. Yep. Watching TV should not be a chore. You are describing why I stopped reading the X-Men the first time I stopped reading the X-Men. It was because I looked back and I had a, you know, a stack of, I don't know, 20, 30 issues and realized that I hadn't really enjoyed any of them, you know? Well, um, I hadn't even, I wasn't even reading the stuff. It was just stacking up and I'm just like, well, that's yeah, phase two. Yeah, that's, yeah. well, that's, you know, when you're stupid like me and you, you just think you're going to get back to it eventually. Yeah, so you look back, you realize you haven't enjoyed the last four storylines, but then you just keep buying it and then not reading it. And that's right. like probably one of the dumber things you can do oh that's i mean that's comics yeah exactly yeah god god forbid you have a you know gap in your collection 30 years from now (laughs) well not only that but if you have a bit of disposable income or you just don't think about it you know you get a pull list and you just bring it home every week and you don't really think about it it's it's the guy hands you a stack you give him some money and then you know you both walk away yeah totally you 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 forget to turn off the the comics faucet and they just keep trickling out you put the money on the nightstand he puts the (laughs) x-men you know there and it's It's all very tawdry. But I, I you know, I'd, I'd go, like, okay, I'd have a day off, and I'd go look at this huge pile of books, and I just would, it, it suddenly dawned on me one day, I don't feel like reading any of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, wait a minute, well, why, why then? Or I'd go, I'd look on my DVR, and, like, all the stuff I'm supposed to watch, and I just, I don't, I, I'm never that interested in, like, if I'm not excited to watch this, then why am I even recording it? I mm-hmm. just, this, this tedium, this, this uh, obligation, 
And so I started just slashing everywhere. When I when I moved to Seattle, I took, I think, a third of my books. Just anything I thought I would reread again. Otherwise, just fuck it. I've read it once or I'm never going to read it. Like, I just, I made that call. And that really helped me a lot as far as focus and as far as, <laughs> like I said, not, it's so weird, but feeling encumbered by your, you know, by your leisure pursuits. Yeah, by your leisure activities, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, um... So I don't ever want to have a, a, like, I've tried to shoot for that where my, my stack of reading is always stuff that I want to read that I'm excited to read. Yeah, the, want, not, want not stuff that you feel. Yeah, not stuff that you feel guilty for not reading. Hmm. Um, exactly. I think that's you know. Yeah. That's just a, that's a little something that uh, doesn't really relate to what we're talking about, but it's no, not at all. But that's okay. Very well. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll split this in two. We'll get it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, the, you talk about you know being. You know, like trying to be a good person and, and just being a you know a, a decent human and all that. It, yeah. It's in, when you were when you were mentioning that, I was thinking like like when I go through a drive-through, like just that you know Burger King or whatever, and I just like I try to make an extra effort. And I'm not saying I'm a great person for this. I'm just saying this is what I do. This is how mm-hmm. I was raised: make eye contact, smile, say something pleasant. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And most of the time when I do that, they look surprised. I know. Like what? What? Why are you talking to me? What? what you're not throwing your money at me you're not being angry at me why are you being pleasant what's what's up what's the deal what's your what's your angle i know it's it's sad to me that people like sort of yeah naturally distrust um and i don't even get unpleasantness i just get sort of they're yeah they're like what what (laughs) yeah yeah or like when you're when you're nice to a waiter yeah that's the big one like yeah because i i my parents were bartenders and waiters Mm -hmm. when i was growing up and i was always taught tip well treat your waiter nice even you know even if they exactly. suck, just be nice to them because it's a horrible, horrible job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, you can generally, you know, you go out to dinner with a group or something, or even with just another person. Or mm-hmm. I, you know, I've done it on, um, you know, first dates. It's sort of a, you know, a thing for me. Like, you can tell almost instantly who has, you know, worked or hasn't worked in some sort of service industry or known someone right. very close to them who has, you know, because it's just, it's a, um, I don't know. It just seems like a basic human kindness that some people yeah there's a there's a girl i used to date some time ago who would just treat them treat waiters and waitresses like just like the most subhuman of you know like like their servants like they she would give the dismissive wave and like Mm -hmm. wouldn't even make eye contact like what do you what is your problem you know they're spitting in your food right yeah and like i don't what do you get out of that you know like what's the upside of i really think she didn't know any better like, yeah. I really thought it just, like, no, I'm here to get food, and they're there to serve me, and I don't want to think about it. Yeah. But it's just me out. Yeah. But it, what I am ta- what I was initially talking about is just that, that surprised reaction. You get it out of waiters, too. Like, wow, you're not condescending to me. You're just mm-hmm. speaking to me like a human. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're doing your job. I'm not here to, you know, boss you around. I just, you know, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just because you're wearing the apron, you know, like, yeah, I, doesn't mean I have to treat you like shit. Yeah, I, and I almost, and then I almost feel guilty because it's like you go to pet a dog and it's like been beaten and it cringes. Like, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That is that is not cool. But, so yeah, I, I don't like I said I don't really know where I was going with this. I don't really know if we no, if we hit no. on anything here, but uh, this is it's something that I think needed to be talked about. I think so, yeah, and, and, and for the listeners, should there ever be any, um, you know, you can play yourself a little drinking game at home. Every time I say I don't know and sigh heavily, just take a drink. Um, <laughs> you won't make it past the halfway point of this, most likely. <laughs> um, 
there's a thing there's a thing I'll recommend uh, to you and anyone uh-huh. else. Um, it's a, a very short little uh, ditty call, uh, by David Foster Wallace called uh, "This Is Water," mm-hmm. and it's actually a graduation speech that he gave um, somewhere. It's um, not about sunscreen, is it? It is not about sunscreen. Okay. Um, and he just talks about just sort of like. I don't know. He talks about awareness, I guess, and how you are the only one in charge of like how you think about things and how you react to things. Um, mm-hmm. And I won't, I won't paraphrase it and butcher it, you know, too badly. Um, I think the speech itself is actually on YouTube. So if you don't want to go out and spend the nine bucks on the book, you can. Um, no, I got. I'll, I'll do. I'll do uh, links like uh, links in the show notes. Show notes yes. for the, yeah, because be we mentioned a bunch of stuff here. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of the things that sort of in in this last. Um, I don't know, six, nine months, however long it's been um, of my life. Yeah, that's one of the things that I, that I read that, um, I don't know, if it, if it hit home with me or, or, I don't know, it's just one of the things that I keep coming back to, you know? Right. And he just talks about just, um, you know, awareness and just being aware of, of the people around you and just maybe thinking of them as people, um, which isn't hard all the time sometimes it's really hard you know like sometimes it's (laughs) sometimes it's damn near impossible Oh, absolutely! Uh, and i don't think anybody bats a thousand um with this stuff um but i guess i don't know i guess that's sort of what i'm trying to do is just i'm i i'm not trying to get too wrapped up in you know good person bad person or you know i've well no it's not a matter of taking score and it's not a matter of saying yeah 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 it's just for me it's just um i think the two the two things that bounce around in my head constantly are, you know, my, my own restlessness where I just, which causes me to just sort of flail in a lot of directions. Right. Um, and then, yeah, the second one is just sort of that awareness of just trying to, I don't know, get outside my own head sometimes and just, I don't know, be a little better, I guess. No, I, I, I understand. And again, there's that hesitance again, because I think you knew exactly what you wanted to say and you're like, God, that just sounds so gay. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's true. But it's like ugh, I don't want people to hear me say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. There's. Uh, did you did you ever watch Twin Peaks? I don't know if I've ever. I didn't. It's it's like on a... my things that I should watch yeah. someday list next to my big <laughs> stack of books that I'm going to read someday. <laughs> well, there's a, 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 the the main dude in that uh, comic Lachlan, uh, Agent Cooper. I'm sure you know him through yes. pop culture yes, osmosis. Yes, yes. Absolutely. He is like he's an FBI agent and he's you know he's good at his job and he can you know draw his gun and beat a guy up when he needs to but he's so he's full of this weird great earnest childlike wonder and he's just fascinated by really simple things and he always tries to be really kind to people and he's just he's such a great character because one he's played really well mm-hmm. but two it's just you don't see that very often i mean now you kind of do cuz it's been copied so much but at the time it was so refreshing cuz it's like wow this is this dude's a hardcore FBI guy but he's like really excited by you know like the the famous line the the damn good cherry pie like it's it, the, the simple little things he was just so like they sent me to a small town and instead of being the usual fbi agent who just resents that and hates these small town people and wants to get home yeah like, this is great these trees are amazing and this pie oh my god and it's just like yeah this guy is you know he's still a man is the way we think of it but he's also you know he's also being nice and positive and enjoying life and it's just like that's mm-hmm. you know that's something I can relate to. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. I so, agree. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to say, huh? No, I don't yeah, I um I don't know. I feel like I just, no, keep, I just I feel like I keep just, you know, repeating myself in sort of like vague No, like I say I, I didn't ways. know exactly 
yeah, me too. <laughs> I think I think that's that about covers. Uh, I think that about covers what we were going to talk about anyway. So, uh, all right. Oh, you got more fun. You, we, you sound we, a little we, sound a little disappointed. Listen, man, I sit inside my apartment and rarely leave the house. Okay, so the fact that I'm actually talking to other people is sort of a treat for me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we can keep this up all night long. But no, I think you're right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's this strikes me as maybe like you know maybe the first of a couple of different. Uh, Conversations. Obviously, we sort of, I think, went in a few different directions. Um, well, yeah, and like I said, I'm still feeling out these these extra episodes and just trying to, to yeah, get, you know, get the interview thing down and talk about stuff that 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 interests me. And I'm I'm genuinely interested in this. I don't know if I'd call it a crusade, but whatever it is, you're up to. I think <laughs> I it's absolutely cool. Don't want to call it a crusade. <laughs> I don't want to call it a movement. Uh, I don't I don't know what I want to call it. Um, a comeback? Uh, no, because I've been here for years. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, I just want people to be a little more awesome, you know? Yep. And I don't think it's hard. Well, I think it's really hard sometimes, but I don't think it has to be hard. I agree. That's all I got. My my natural instinct every time you say stuff like that is to say something snarky, and I'm trying <laughs> so hard not to. I know, right? And the thing is, half of it is me, just the, the way I am, the asshole that I am, and the other half is, well, but it's not going to be interesting radio if I just let him say something earnest and leave it there. <laughs> I know it's uh, it's it's complex. It's um, yeah. <sighs> Why don't you say I don't know once more? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there, All right, now, I, now I, I have a catchphrase. Fantastic. All right. No, I I really do appreciate it though, and I appreciate it because, like I said, this this is a strange thing to discuss, and I appreciate. No, you I I, I genuinely enjoyed this because yeah, it is a strange thing to discuss, and it's not. I think something it's something I, more people need to know about. Like, I and think it's, it's not something that I often discuss, like you know, outside of my own brain, which is a very crowded and very noisy place. So um, right. Yeah. Well, um, I will definitely put up links to your uh, to your postcard thing up there, and uh, yeah, it's still absolutely. going, right? Like, it's an ongoing thing? It, as long as people keep sending addresses, uh, I will keep sending postcards. I put a uh, baker's dozen in the mail this morning. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, so any of you listening, if you want uh, a postcard from Ed, just follow the links, and uh, he will be happy to send you one. You will get some mail. I'm not going to do anything for you because I give you free entertainment, and God damn it, isn't that enough? <laughs> They're just gonna keep squeezing until you they squeeze you dry. These, I don't think squeeze. These people are jackals, Ed. I, I, you know, <laughs> we talk about being nice to people, but Jesus, fuck, man. <laughs> we'll edit all this out. I doubt it. <clears throat> we'll edit out all the honesty. <laughs> all right, I'm done. All right, me too. Thanks. This show was produced by me, Ron Algar-Watt, and featured Ed Casey. To learn more about Ed, follow him on Twitter, at Ed Casey, or check out his blog, bartdontlie.tumblr.com. To learn more about me, go to algar.com, double A-L-G-A-R. Thanks for listening, and remember, don't put your lips on anything.